and welcome to episode 49 of the Niche to Profit Show here on the Vegas Video Network. Thank you all. I have a little bit of a, a fan club here in the a live audience today. It's my husband. <laughs> he has to be my fan club, right? Otherwise, he's got to find someplace else to sleep. Anyway, today's show, we are going to be talking about one of those really scary words out there in e-commerce, and that is the dreaded nexus. Uh, it has to do with your sales tax. Yeah, I know. It's one of those fear words. And uh, when we had uh, Mark from TaxJar on a few months ago, I promised that we were going to do a show where we really delved into the topic of Nexus specifically because there's so much to it. And the reason is I want you guys not to be afraid of it. It is not something to be afraid of. This is easy stuff to handle. Uh, and we're going to make sure you can do that today. Uh, for those who don't know, I am your host, Danny Ackerman, also known as the Danny app. And that is because I have spent... God, is it two decades? Two decades in this e-commerce world and uh, really a lifetime in the resale world. And uh, I'm here to help you who are struggling with slow sales, discouraged, wondering how to make this all work. Can you really make a full-time income out of this? Can you really be successful? Yes, that's what this show is about helping you do just that. There's little things that you can start doing today that will make big differences as you go through and do things throughout the year and years to come. So on this show, you're going to see some real steps taken to fix up some listings, to get some stuff sold. Uh, we have um, some of my appsters who are the members of the Niche to Profit Academy who submit items and we fine-tune those, and then we turn those into hot sales of the week where you can see that those items really do sell. Uh, so we'll cover some of those. We've got some good ones today, too, I must say. And we're going to play another round of Pick It or Pass It. Now, this is really fun because I, I kind of stumped many of you last week, so we're going to have a little lesson in that, and I'm going to show you a strategy that is going to help you decide on the items you should be bringing home uh, from your sourcing venues, such as thrift stores and auctions and garage sales and all that good stuff. We are live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time here at VegasVideoNetwork.com forward slash live. And we have this really cool live chat. So, uh, you can actually interact with me during the show, and I actually see some new names in there, which is really cool to see, and a lot of very familiar names that we're so happy you've come back. we got Kiwi Kim, and of course we have Matt. Matt has his own sound effect for the show now. That's right. They chainsaw. Uh, we have Myrna, and of course Steven, and Wendy, and Vegas Life Today. Hey, Bob, good to see you here. Black Eye Emporium, Busy Bethy. Gifts by Debbie and Joanne. Oh, so good to see you guys all here. And I love having your interaction and your questions throughout the show because we want to make sure you get the information that you need. All right. So real quick, I want to tell you, there is an epidemic going on among online sellers. Uh, you are getting buried in worrying about little day-to-day -day stuff. And that is stuff like shipping and returns and defects and and I'm going to say little stuff because these are just the little 
bits and pieces of your business that are easily solved, easily fixed, easily gotten through. So what happens when you're focusing on all that stuff, you are missing out on the big opportunities to grow your business, think big, come up with new marketing, think about who your customer is, get better stuff. And that's really uh, uh, something that my topic today is going to help you with at least one piece of that as we talk about this thing called Nexus. Uh, So I'm going to bring on my guest, who is Jennifer Dunn. She's the chief, what is it, chief? Help me out here, Jennifer. (laughs) Chief content creator or chief content, what is your your title? Chief of Chief of content. Chief of content. I, I knew it was there somewhere. Chief of content. And and I must tell you, I, I this is a little, little, nobody really knows the secret except Jennifer is, and, and we don't have video of, of Jennifer because she is in the process of building a house. And right now she's strapped to a, a really crappy internet. <laughs> So, uh, but I am so glad she's here nonetheless, and you will be able to hear the answers. Um, so I actually tried to hire Jennifer to run the uh, content management for uh, for the Danny app and then the, the Niche to Profit Academy, but Taxjar swooped her up. So uh, she is incredibly talented at that. So not only is she kind of a sales tax genius, she also knows her way around social media and all that good stuff, too. So uh, thanks for coming on today, Jennifer. Well, Danny, I'm going to pay you for that later. (laughs) Hey, so um, we've got the very first question that I think needs to be answered before we go any further is first, what the heck is Nexus? Great question. So if you have started researching sales tax, maybe you're a little bit new with this, you have probably heard this word Nexus come up. Nexus is like many of our legal terms, it's a Latin word. So, you know, it's no doubt that you wouldn't know what it means. It basically means to bind, to join, or to tie. But for our purposes as online sellers, it means you have a significant presence in a place. And in our case, it's in a state. So if you have a significant nexus in a state, that state has a claim on you to ask you to collect sales tax from buyers in that state. And I will just go ahead and tell you there are as many types of nexus as there are states that can ask you to pay sales tax. But the main ones are a location. So you, you, you work at your kitchen table or you have a brick and mortar store or you have a factory. All those things are going to give you location nexus. Um, personnel. So you have an employee, a salesperson, a contractor. Those can all give you nexus. Um, an affiliate can give you nexus. So a person who you know, sends you um, buyers in exchange for a cut of the profit can give you nexus. Inventory in a state can give you nexus. A drop shipping relationship in a state may give you nexus. That one's very complicated. If you're trying to get into drop shipping, you need to get, get your ducks in a row there. And then even temporary sales, like maybe you go to the next state over to a swap meet or trade show or craft fair, that can give you nexus in a state. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. And I think most people are under the impression that 
it uh, most of it has to do with like Amazon and you're using the fulfillment by Amazon, the FBA, and you're shipping stuff into warehouses and that they're the only ones that have to be worried. But but you're saying that's not the only people who have to kind of be worried about this. That's very true. Um, so there was a Supreme Court case in 1992. I'm not going to get too esoteric on you guys, but that Supreme Court case, that established this um, precedent of nexus. So what, what uh, the state of South Dakota, or excuse me, North Dakota back in the day was trying to do, I'm sorry to confuse the Dakotas, North Dakota was trying to um, get a company, the Quill Corporation, to charge sales tax to all North Dakota buyers. But that Supreme Court case said, nope, you know what? Quill does not have a nexus in North Dakota, so they do not have to charge sales tax to North Dakota buyers. So really, if that court case had went differently, it could have been a lot worse. Maybe in you know 1992, that was way before eBay, way before you know, the Amazon. So things could have been very different if that hadn't turned out the way it turned out. Wow. So so this affects not just Amazon sellers, but this is eBay sellers. Um, this is Etsy sellers. This is e-commerce sellers, right? It is. Or you know, brick and mortar sellers as well. Basically, anybody that sells a taxable product. So, you know, a, um, uh, let's see what I'm looking at right now. A crystal vase. That's a taxable product. Oh, sure. Um, so you, you sell a taxable product. You, you know, Danny, you know all about crystal vases and how to get a good turnaround on those. I do. I love my glass. So, so how do you know if you're in a nexus state? Because they're not, it's not, doesn't affect every state, right? It's, it depends on you. It depends on your business. There are five states in the U.S. that don't have a sales tax. Thank goodness for those. Which states but are those? It depends. So say, you know, you live in a, oh, they are Montana, New Hampshire, Alaska, Delaware, and Oregon. Hmm. But let's, so let's say that you, you live in Georgia. I live in Georgia. So I, and I hire you, Danny, mm-hmm. to uh, do customer service for my website. Let's turn this all around a little bit. And we, we sell crystal vases. So I have Nexus because I'm working out of Georgia. I live here. It's home state Nexus. But then also I have an employee or even a contractor who works specifically in my business helping to sell our crystal vases. I would also have Nexus in Nevada. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I just want to apologize to our, our listeners right now that the uh, the connection that, that Jennifer's on is a, is a little spotty, but we're doing our best to uh, to get everything in. If you miss something, I promise we'll repeat it. Okay, so we know what Nexus is now, and we kind of know that this is not something we can just kind of uh, s- stick our, our head in the ground and forget about it. This is a real thing. And how does it affect uh, e-commerce sellers? So I, I, I'm going to tell you straight out, I don't really pay attention to this right now. And, and it's simply because I haven't gotten anything official that says that I have to do this. So can we talk about that a little bit? Am I risking something? Well, sure. And what our founder, Mark, says, and I, I think this is great advice, is depending, ignoring Nexus, say you want to ignore it, is just kind of depends on your appetite for risk. So <laughs> say you, you know, have a low appetite for risk, you might look at every state where you have any kind of Nexus. Like maybe you had, um, you know, five items in an Amazon fulfillment center in New Jersey for a month. And that does cause sales tax nexus. So say, you know, you have the very low appetite for risk, you would register for your New Jersey sales tax permit. But on the other hand, you have a higher appetite for risk. 
you may look at the numbers. And we actually have a great blog post about this that I will share with you guys later. You, you look and you say, look, New Jersey, you know, I have, if I, they come back to me and try to audit me, I don't sell to many people in New Jersey. Maybe I would have collected, you know, $100 in sales tax in a year, let's say. So they can go back and audit me for five years. That's, you know, $500 that I should have collected with fines and penalties. Maybe that's $1,000. And, and, and I'm not great at math. So that may rack up a little bit more than I'm thinking. The fines can be like three to 6% of the penalties. So anyway, so, you know, that, that kind of racks up. And if you're, if a thousand dollar penalty could sink your business, then you may not have that appetite for risk. But if that thousand dollar penalty, you're all right. You know, I would rather not spend the time to get registered, spend the time to file sales tax returns every time, you know, spend the time to file and report sales tax. Then maybe your appetite for risk is, is large enough. So we actually have a blog post that kind of goes through some numbers and lets you look and say, Hmm, you know, if I'm making a thousand dollars a month, or I should have collected $1,000 a month in California in sales tax. California, Massachusetts, Florida, Texas, those are some of the more aggressive states when it comes to sales tax enforcement. You may want to consider paying more attention to Nexus and registering for a sales tax permits. So someone like me, you know, I, I'm not selling a ton on Amazon. I, you know, maybe $1,000, $2,000 a month. It's, it's kind of just my little little hobby side stream of income, I call it. Um, so for me, the risk is relatively low. Okay, so fine. I, you know, I'm gonna owe maybe a couple hundred dollars if they come back on me. Um, so for me to make that decision, it's like, ah, okay. So when the time comes, I'll just pay it then with some penalties. But for somebody who is selling, you know, thousands and thousands, and, and that's something they're they're substantially at more risk of owing that sales tax. Am I am I getting that right now? Uh, that's right. And I don't want to be the boogeyman either, but, um, you know, sales tax auditors, that's their job. You know, have you heard of the old revenueers back in the day who tried to catch bootleggers for their untaxed liquor? That's what we have today. We have, we still have revenueers. They're just not looking for untaxed liquor anymore. They are looking for people who owe tax to the state mm -hmm. and are not paying right now. So they, you know, will do everything from, you know, going into a store and seeing if that store charges them sales tax if they pay cash, which is kind of a, a mm. underhanded thing some people do. Or they will start making, you know, they like Danny, they know you have a big brick and mortar store. Uh, maybe they will, um, you know, put in an online order to your store and see if you charge them sales tax on your online order, stuff like that. So there's, mm. you know, not to be a boogeyman or anything like that, but it's tricky. And also states are way behind in just technology and just life in general. Laws are way behind when it comes to e-commerce and online sales tax. They are finally wising up to something that we've known for a long time. The Amazon, eBay, and other platforms are a great way to make money. And so now they are finally, you know, turning their eyes to online sellers. And you just want to, you know, once again, be careful, you know, exercise your appetite for risk. Yeah. And, and you, you just said, you know, something that we do need to be aware of that. I mean, e-commerce is still truly, it's hard to believe it's in its infancy still. Well, maybe it's like pre-adolescence right now. It's kind of grown maybe past toddlerhood, but it's still one of those areas, as you say, uh, the states and governments are still way behind in catching up as quickly as it's grown. Uh, but there is going to come the day where they're going, you know, we're missing out on a whole bunch of money here. And I fully expect at some point we're going to have some kind of a, an online sales tax. And, and my hope is that it's just like a flat tax kind of a thing. But who knows? 
Um, so what do you think kind of the future holds, you know, going forward? Let's let's talk kind of about some of these theories and things out there. Well, Danny, it's so funny that you mentioned that. At TaxJar, we are right there with you. We think that sales tax should not be as difficult as it even is right now. Uh, you guys are small businesses, emerging businesses, you know, some of the plenty of big businesses, I'm sure, are listening right now. And we want to make it easy for e-commerce sellers to continue selling. I mean, that, you know, that grows our economy. But on the other hand, you know, the states, they're catching up with things. And actually, we have a kind of interesting complication right now, the state of South Dakota. So if you'll recall, I talked about the state of North Dakota earlier. Well, people are calling this the revenge of the Dakotas. Now, the state of South Dakota has passed a totally unconstitutional, as it stands, law. But the reason they've passed this law is they want to get a, a lawsuit. They want somebody to sue them. They want to take this lawsuit to the Supreme Court, and they want this whole idea of you only have nexus in states where you have a location, personnel, and inventory. They want that actually to be overturned. And once we get rid of the idea of nexus only where you have some kind of significant presence, they could require people, you know, anybody to collect sales tax in their state. You, you know, me, if I sold something one day. Um, now, right now, this, this thing is called economic nexus is what they're trying to put forth. And in South Dakota, it's if you do over 200 transactions in South Dakota or if you do over $100,000 in sales in South Dakota. So, you know, not a lot of us may do that. South Dakota doesn't have a huge population. But, you know, some states like Amazon or some companies like Amazon, which, of course, is what these bills are really targeting, um, they do that much. So this is just a really kind of wild west when it comes to internet sales tax legislation. I know this is a little bit convoluted and complicated. I've blogged about it on the TaxStar blog. So once again, I will share some more information with everybody after the show. Yeah. And Wendy in the chat brings up a good point, too, about how it's going to cost the states a lot of money to administer and collect nexus for their thing and get this all caught up, too. So it's kind of a, a catch-22. They want the money, but they're going to have to spend money to figure out how to get that money. And then, as you said, there's going to be, you know, legalities and stuff involved. And and I, I'm not a head in the sand kind of gal, but I'm also not a worry about something that right now I have no control over. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna wait and see, uh, you know, until I start, you know, selling a million dollars worth of stuff. And now, as you said, then the risk to my business becomes a lot higher and I have to pay closer attention. For sure. Like one thing I always say is that these lawmakers, they need to try to sell something online and then try to deal with sales tax. I think they would really change their tune about this. They would at least... I understand states, they have a really good argument as well. And we won't go into the state's argument right now. We're not on their side right in this. But they have a good argument as well. They need to pay for hospitals, new state parks, yeah. roads, schools. So, of course, you know, I understand that they want that money that they're not getting. But um, I think if lawmakers, you know, had put their feet in our shoes and tried to make a sale and deal with all this stuff, then they would really change their tune and talk more about simplification. Yeah. And really, it's, you know, the past 20 years, the states have lost money. I mean, it used to be you bought locally, that you paid sales tax, that tax went to that state. Now with Amazon and eBay and all the e-commerce transactions that are not collecting sales tax and giving it to those states, there's this, there's this big chasm of money that the states are no longer getting. So I, I get it. I mean, it, it all has to be worked out at some point. 
But I want to get back to the topic of not letting this be a big fear-mongering thing in your business. It is something that you need to be aware of. It is something that you need to be on top of and stay, uh, you know, kind of know where it affects your business. But it is not something you need to let... I see people go, I don't want to send, I don't want to sell too much on Amazon because I don't want to have to worry about Nexus or I don't want to send things into FBA because I don't want to worry about Nexus. Uh, and and so y- you brought up something that I hadn't even realized about Nexus is it's not just about Amazon and the warehouses. It's like you said, you're going to grow your business. You're going to have expenses attached to growing your business. You just need to fit this in your plan. This is part of it. It is good. If you are paying sales tax, guess what? That means you sold something. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Um, So I wanted to uh, bring this back. You have something, and and I have the site pulled up here, that is specifically for uh, figuring out this whole sales tax issue for eBay sellers. Because eBay only lets us put in one rate. So how do we know what rate to put in, what to collect? Oh, and we got this. Go ahead. Okay. Well, so what this is, is once you kind of get into sales tax, and I do want to say that sales tax really is more frightening before you get started. When you get started, it kind of becomes just another thing like sending an invoice or filing a receipt. But it's still, once you get started, it can be, and before you get started, it can be a little uh, hairy. So this is something that we just put out to help you guys. It's um, eBay sales tax rates. So basically say, you know, I'm, I sell on Amazon. I have Nexus in Georgia where I live. You should always register and collect sales tax in your home state. But then I also have sales tax over here in California, in uh, South Carolina, where maybe I send some inventory to a warehouse. I, and I also sell on eBay that I still need to collect sales tax from those buyers that I sell to on eBay, even though it was Amazon that started this whole Nexus thing in the first place. So what this does is eBay will only allow you to put in one sales tax rate. If you've ever tried that, you might notice a problem right away. A lot of states want you to charge sales tax based on the buyer's shipping address. And sales tax rates vary. You know, you've bought stuff. You've probably driven over to the next town and said, hey, wait, you know, why is sales tax higher over here? Why am I paying more for this, uh, you know, bottle of water here than I am over there? So what we've done with this list is just giving you average sales tax rates in states. And that way you can know what the average is going to be to put that in. And you won't Overcollect by too much, you won't undercollect too much. I'm not saying that this is ideal because you're not collecting the exact right rate that the state wants you to collect, but at least you're not putting in, you know, the four percent state rate and then on the hook to pay all the rest of the sales tax that you should have collected. So this is an average, so it will average out. Um, and I also you know have a blog post with more information about this. And just one more thing I want to add too. So this average out thing, people sometimes get a little leery about that. Like, wait, no, I need to collect the exact amount of dollars and cents. But unfortunately, eBay just doesn't give you that opportunity. The good thing is with um, products like TaxJar is we will show you how much you should have collected in each of those states, cities, counties, special taxing districts. So we'll help you out there. This, uh, This eBay page is just something to get you started and make sure you're not over collecting too much or under collecting too much. You're going to save yourself from paying out of pocket and you're going to save your customers.
And and as far as I know right now, Taxstar is really the only company who's really addressing this problem and this this complex situation and making it simple for uh, e-commerce sellers, eBay, Amazon, wherever you're at, to really figure out this tax thing and help you through it. Um, and and you know, and you guys, you're so non-pressure, and that's why I will like totally plug your your company because you give so much free content. You don't have to sign up for Taxstar to figure this out. They'll actually like give you advice and help you on doing this on your own if you want. You guys are the greatest with that. But it is there if you need it. And um, so we had a question from Busy Bethy over here in the chat. If just selling on eBay, I have to collect sales tax to every state that I sell to or just to sales in my own state? Great. Great question. Uh, We get this one a ton. So the good news is if you only have Nexus in your home state, and if you sell on eBay, you probably do, unless you have a employee in another state or, you know, a warehouse in another state, you probably only have Nexus in your home state. Then you only need to register for a sales tax permit and collect sales tax from buyers in your state. One state, very easy. Yep. So really, again, it goes back to what I said at the, the top of the show here. Don't make this more complex than it is. Don't, because I, I just saw a comment in there that my head is spinning from Myrna. And it's like, don't let your head spin. Don't overthink this. And and really just look at where your business is today and start simply. Figure out first where your nexus is. Is your nexus, are you just storing and shipping your things from your home? And that's it, which is for, you know, probably good 80, 90% of eBay sellers. That That's all it is. That's that, So you need to be collecting your sales tax from your home state if you're a sales tax state. And then if you grow bigger and you are using Amazon FBA or you are using a manufacturer and you ship from that manufacturer or something, now start looking at that. But really don't, don't overcomplicate this for yourself and go to that overwhelmed place because that will, that will just cut you off from growing in your business faster than anything. So... And Jennifer, you're gonna you're gonna be over in the uh, Danny App Facebook group, I know, for a little bit. And I think you said you were gonna pop in here in the chat and answer any questions. Yes, I'm very happy to. And I also do want to just tell you guys, I'm a much better writer than I am a talker. That's why I'm chief of content, not chief of talking about sales tax. So I will add a lot of. Uh, great content in the chat that's you know uh, that'll go through this without you your head spinning hopefully excellent 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 well thank you so much jennifer if you're ever in vegas you're gonna have to stop by the studio thank you danny all right and so with that we're going to take a short break and we're going to show a little more information about tax jar and we will come back and do a little why won't they buy Nothing is as exciting as watching your online store grow from an idea into a successful venture. But somewhere along the path, you'll inevitably have to navigate the agonizing maze of sales tax compliance. Unfortunately, it isn't easy. States, counties, and cities can all have different sales tax rates, which makes it frustrating to determine when and how much sellers must collect, which states are owed, and how much to remit back to each state. Keeping up with it all is extremely time-consuming, and it distracts you from what's really important. That is why we developed TaxJar, a perfect solution for online merchants that completely automates sales tax compliance, giving you peace of mind so you can focus on growing your business. How does it work? Set up an account, and in just a few minutes, you can connect TaxJar to all of the different platforms you sell through, including your online shopping cart of choice. 
TaxJar will then collect your sales data and automatically create state-by-state -state reports that show the taxes that have been collected for each jurisdiction. Every day the reports are automatically updated with your latest sales, so when the time comes you can easily file them or let TaxJar auto-file them for you so you don't miss any important deadlines. And that's it! TaxJar is super easy to use and requires no special tax knowledge. If you ever have questions, you're in capable hands. Our awesome support team is standing by to help you succeed. After this one-time setup, get back to growing your business and let TaxJar handle your sales tax nightmare. Sign up for a free 30-day trial and get started today. So, why won't they buy? I actually, this is one of my favorite segments of the show because a, a lot of these end up turning into hot sales. And um, sometimes when, and I've, you know, I've had some of my ousters look at some of my listings too. Sometimes we have to step out of our own place where we've had that item in our hand and kind of think more like the buyer. Uh, in this case, uh, this is, is one of those that, um, let's see, this is from Melinda Thede. She says she's had this over two years. It's been moved into her junk store, and it's not her niche. She's listed at high, low, auction, free shipping, calculated shipping. Ugh, I just want this sucker gone. <laughs> so um, when you get to the point where you just want something gone, uh, one of my first bits of uh, advice on that is going to be, you know what? run it at auction, even at like a 99 cent auction and get it gone, get it out of there. Because the other thing I can do is maybe you lost a little bit of money on it, but it drove traffic for you. And I got to tell you right now, auctions are driving traffic like crazy. Um, I do lots of testing and experimenting for you guys. And man, the ka-ching on my phone has been going nuts because I get ka-chings when people bid too. So the, the auction action is happening. But you have to start at a place where people want to jump in on auctions. That's one of the keys. So that being said, there are some things that can absolutely be fixed about this and, and maybe even get the higher price for it. Um, first thing that I notice coming over here is that title doesn't really give me anything special about this item. And as I dug into this a little more and read the title all the way to the end, because I'm actually analyzing it, I see this word Poland at the end. I'm like, oh, this is not just, you know, generic glass. This is actually a piece that it's made in Poland. And I went through and found that it indeed has a label. It is Wanda handmade in Poland. Let's see if I can, oops. Got to love that, huh? Bounces you right off. Okay, eBay's not going to play nice with me right now. <laughs> Come on, there we go. All right, see? Wanda, handmade in Poland. That tells me this is not just generic glass. This actually has a brand. This is a name. So I went in, I dug a little bit. Now Wanda glass does not sell for a ton of money. But to somebody who is looking for a piece of art glass... Maybe they don't know anything about Wanda glass, but the fact that this art glass is, is number one, uh, got a name, and number two, is made in Poland, makes it better than just a generic piece. So you want to make sure that is, is in here in a way that people are reading that right off the bat. So while she has it in here as glass vase, handmade Wanda, 11-inch, tall, white, orange, yellow dots, 
Poland, see, there's nothing in there that, that it's a very generic looking title. Here's how I change it. I start with large. Number one, I'm going to tell them this is a lot of vase for the money. So large Wanda art glass vase made in Poland. Bam. That's it. I don't put the color. I don't put the size. I say large because believe it or not, when you say 11 inches, most people have no idea how big that is without a ruler. There's a joke there, but I'm not going there. But if you say large, oh, large, people know large. Or if you say something as small, people know small. If you say something as jumbo, like see, it gives a, a different image in the brain than just saying 11 inches. So um, I would also go to $29.95 if it's truly about getting rid of this piece. Now, I, you know me. I'd probably price it higher. But if this is about, and I'm reading here, she wants it gone. Want it gone? Price it in a way that gets it gone. So go to $29.95. That is only $3 less than what you're asking, or, you know, $29.98. $3 less, but seems a world different to the buyer. And add best offer. Add best offer. Because if you get an offer that still makes you a little bit of profit, gets it gone, you can take it and get it gone. Now, the other thing on this one I would say is the pictures don't fully show um, how cool this piece is. And I think there's too much contrast going on here. Um, so if you have the original pictures, I'd go back and and fix this, uh, this exposure a little bit. Um, I should see a much darker background than I do in the vase. So you can see it's just kind of um, overriding with that, you know, bright shining on it. So good lighting can sometimes, you know, need to be worked with on, on tricky pieces like this. But uh, the other thing, and this goes for all of you everywhere in eBay land, look at your background. Take a steamer to it, an iron. Really, you want your background to not be a distraction to your items. And, and the wrinkles in this, I, they just really do. They, I'm looking more at those wrinkles than I am at the vase. And this is not a, this is not a bad looking vase. Uh, so I think you do those things, you're going to get it gone. Okay, let's do one more quick one here. Uh, this comes from uh, Joanne Rogers Andrews. And, and these were submitted over in the Niche to Profit Facebook group, which you guys are all welcome to come and join us in. Uh, this is a uh, ballerina, dancer, ballet, wall hanging, pink woven tapestry made in USA, new. Okay. You long, you long time watchers of the show know exactly what I'm going to say here about this title. What really makes this something special? It's that it's a, a ballerina, dancer, tapestry. Tapestry is a sexy word. Tapestry is a word that has more value than just wall hanging, Right. So we want to get that closer up to the front. The other thing, when I scrolled on the pictures of this, I noticed it says Prima Ballerina all around the edges, but that is not in the title. So I would change that title up and make it Prima Ballerina Tapestry Wall Hanging. Take out all that other stuff. Put that in your item specifics. And I didn't check if those are in item specifics on this one. So good. You've got the color is here. There's a brand that's there. All that's, that's where it needs to be. So you're really, you're selling whatever is the sexy part of 
this item that you're selling, and I'm, I'm talking to all of you, no matter what you're selling, you have to give it value, but you have to get it found. So it's, it's kind of the balancing act. Um, so Prima Ballerina, there's the sexy part, tapestry, and then you do add that it's a wall hanging because that's very much something that somebody could be looking for. The other thing I noticed is the pictures are all very much the same. What I would do with this is take a picture of the back. I don't, I don't know if one of these is a picture of the back. Um, I don't think it is. I don't think she's got a picture of the back here. Um, these are all the same. So I'd add a picture of the back, and I'd also do a close-up of the fabric in the tapestry so people can kind of see the, the grain and the quality. And maybe even like it's got a tag. Take a close-up of that. Give them as much detail as you can in the pictures because remember they don't have that item in their hands to make that judgment call so wendy says uh danny what about using words in the drop down search bar versus the appeal words you are talking about um and i think she's referring to when you search for something so let me get to my keyboard here so if i go prima ballerina See, this drop-down is telling me uh, different search queries people have looked for. In this case, Barbie doesn't apply. Prima Ballerina is there. So absolutely look at those suggestions. Um, if I put Ballerina Tapestry, let's see, are people... So that's not one that's going to give me any more suggestions. Wall, art, wall hanging. Yeah, see, in this case... Nobody's really, really digging in and searching for this. Um, but yeah, you do want to pay attention to what other people are searching for. So this is really where knowing your niche, knowing your customer's words, knowing how what they're calling things and how they're searching, that's why niche can make you so much more money because you don't have to research and know every single item. You can learn this stuff and, and become the app, uh, so to speak. So... So good job. I hope that you guys can uh, make a couple of changes on these and get these items sold. And uh, this is absolutely uh, something that uh, we do over in the Niche Profit Academy. But more importantly, I have something called the Danny App Marketing System, where if you are struggling with how to define your niche, what's a niche? How do you determine who your customer is? And then once you even figure that out, how do you market? What do you do on social media and all that stuff? That is something that I've done. Uh, I believe it's about uh, 10 weeks now. Maybe those of you who have taken it. It's about a 10-week course where we go through and make sure that you have every single step in place, which makes all this stuff become so much easier. If anybody wants to check that out, that's over at the Danny... I don't think there's a the Danny app marketing system.com Danny app marketing system.com or just message me and we can talk more about it and see if that's a good fit for your business. All right. How about we look at some hot sales now? Okay, I'm excited about this one. This was one of our Why Won't They Buy items um, several weeks ago. I don't have the link, so I'm going to show you. She posted this over on our Sunday thread over in the Niche to Profit Facebook group. Um, this is from Glenn Haley. You might remember this little Pinocchio guy that she got at a yard sale for $1. 
and uh, we did some some rearranging of the words. And unfortunately, I don't have the link. She didn't give me the link, uh, but I did want to show you that uh, she did find the right buyer for it. It was an international buyer, and it sold for $95. Yep. <laughs> Jackpot! Uh, with the postage included, which was about 20 bucks. So she got $75, $75 out of it. That was one of those cases waiting for the right buyer was the right thing to do. Uh, when you have something that's rare, really unique, you don't have competition out there, those are the things you can hold on to longer. All right. Let's check this out. This comes from, let me pull up the original listing. This comes from Sharon Plinus. She paid $14 each for these. She does a lot of wholesale and actually said that this was not the greatest purchase she's ever made. Um, but here's what came of it because they're very smart people. Her and her husband, Gary, um, they are fundational finds. So she sold, uh, let's see. <laughs> so I'm trying to see how many she sold. She had someone who wanted all of them for a graduation gift for their students. So sold them for a few dollars profit each, but got rid of all of them. Made $620. Yep. That's what I'm talking about. So instead of holding on, wanting more of a profit margin, man, you've got a, oh, 31. I'm sorry, it's lot 31. Duh. Uh, so 31 of them, $620, made a profit. They are now gone, moving on. Now you get to take that $620 and put it into something else that's going to make you even bigger profits. I love that. Okay, and this one was from last week, and I, I did want to uh, talk about this because I have um, I have a, kind of an affection for Electrolux vacuum cleaners. Um, one of my first... Uh, Back then, there was no internet. You went door to door, and I I was going to sell Electrolux vacuum cleaners, and they had carpet cleaners at that time. And the pitch was, you go, you knock on somebody's door, and you offer to clean the carpet in a room of their house. And you do such a great job that, oh, then they want to buy the vacuum cleaner. I was such a good salesperson. I sold one to myself. <laughs> And it was really good. But you know what? Those things hold their value because they're not sold in stores. That was the only way you could get an Electrolux. And a lot of people still have them. They need the parts. They need the bags. They need the filters. They need all that stuff. So, yeah, be on the lookout for that stuff. So, Nancy, she bought this at an estate sale for $100. And it sold in two days for $500. That. That is how you do it. So, yeah, and you know what? The estate sale companies, now, $100, they kind of knew what they had, but obviously they didn't really know what they had, right? So, Kirby's another one. Any of those companies where the only way you could get it was that door-to-door -door experience, bam. Those are golden nowadays, golden. So, good job, you guys, with the hot sales. We'll run that thread again on Sunday over at the Niche to Profit Facebook group. Come on over, everybody. Share your hot sales and check out, you know, all the, the I've only, what, I, I showed you three? Man, there's 25 different things, and everybody is more than open to sharing how much they paid, where they found it. It's great. It's great uh, to go over there and see what else, you know, fits in your niche and what you probably passed by last week. Didn't even know it. 
So, all right, we are going to take a very short break and come back for a little pick it or pass it. Meet Lucy. Lucy's an eBay seller, and she needs to sell more stuff. But Lucy has a problem. She's frustrated with slow sales and confusing changes eBay keeps making. So Lucy searches online for a solution, how to make more money on eBay. And she discovers the Niche to Profit Academy. Real-time help for struggling eBay sellers. Step-by-step, easy-to-follow solutions. Help when you need it so you can focus on selling more stuff. Problem solved. Now Lucy can list with confidence and make more money. Simply come join at nichetoprofitacademy.com and start increasing your sales and feeling less confused. nichetoprofitacademy.com. Use the code SHOW30 for a free 30-day trial. It's that time of the show where I give you a chance to win some really cool prizes, uh, including, I don't have a Vanna this week. I had Vanna last week. We have the Niche to Profit tote bag. Great for uh, using, hey, you can put groceries in it. You can go to the flea market and put stuff in it. Estate sales works really good. Uh, We have the Niche to Profit coffee mug. Sans cash cow. He's mine. Um, Wait, it's a cow. It's got to be a she, right? Yeah. I'll get that straight one of these days. (laughs) Just offended her. Um, So, yep, we got those. And we got a couple pictures of uh, some of these uh, prize recipients have shared their photos with us. There's Matt's coffee mug. As he's hard at work, taking apart, you know, chainsaws and washing machines. There's Marie. She's She's a triple winner. Triple winner. And there's Mike Q. I saw Mike Q in the uh, chat earlier. Thank you, Mike, for sending in the pick. And any of you others who want a prize, if you want to send that in, you can be in the gallery of winners as well. All right. So last week, here was our, and I stumped you guys. I, I tried to give you the little caveat of the fact that uh, I have more than one eBay store. <laughs> so some of you who know me, um, usually it was an appster. They uh, got it right because uh, they know that Disney is a big, big niche of mine. I am a, a, a born and raised on Disneyland in Southern California. Um, and uh, don't tell my kids this. I was I was actually trying to figure out how I, I got to take a quick trip over to California in a couple of weeks. And I was trying to figure out, would anybody notice if I went to Disneyland by myself without my kids? But, and my son's probably watching the show, so now I'm totally busted. Uh, but no, I won't. I'm not going to. Well, maybe I will. Anyway, this is a Tinkerbell snow globe. And I see a lot of people calling these water globes. Be careful. That is not what people search for. It is a snow globe because when you shake it, it snows. Um so uh, everybody that entered knew what it was. It was where I stumped you was whether I picked it or passed it. I did pick it. I did pick it. And let me show you why. 
So I've pulled up some uh, completed searches using the words Tinkerbell snow globe. Now, mind you, this is, you know, you can see these go really high. So I also want to be on the lookout for the fancier, bigger ones. But when we get down here a little bit more, you can see some of the more plain ones still go for some pretty good prices. Um, now, the thing is, this one is not on here anywhere, which that actually was something that intrigued me. And the fact that it is Christmas means prices are going to be down on a Christmas snow globe right now. But I'm still looking at these prices that are way up here. So, yeah, and I think uh, when I get to it, I think Lisa was the one that said, oh, you're probably going to price that around 60 bucks." And, yeah, you know what? I am. <laughs> but the other thing that it does, even if I don't get the top price, it can be a, what we call a loss leader. Even though I'm not going to make a loss on it. Paid 5 bucks for it. There's no loss there. But what I can do is use it to bring people in for my higher price Disney items. I have lots of Tinkerbell stuff, higher price Tinkerbell stuff. So I want to draw in that Tinkerbell buyer. And that is why I purchased this item. Okay. So let me get my handy dandy little uh, covered wagon here. And let's see. Lots of entries this week. So thank you guys for all entering. So Melanie Campbell, Disney Tinkerbell Christmas Musical Snow Globe. You picked it. I did. Melanie gets two. We've got uh, Rosavita Burroughs. This week's item is a Tinkerbell Snow Globe. I think you passed on this one because it's rather simple, but some more elaborate ones do sell for an impressive amount. They do. Oh, my God. Disney stuff. Those of us who are Disney fanatics are Disney fanatics. Um, my, my personal collection of Disney items includes really obscure off the wall stuff that was not made in mass quantities. So if anybody runs across anything that fits that hit me up first before you list it, even I'll save you some listing fees. I have things like, um, the blueprints to Thunder Mountain Ranch. I have pieces off of when they redid some of the, the, yeah, fantasy land, um, rides i have mr toad's wild ride the little disc that created the fire and stuff like that it's out there i'm telling you uh sharon plinus it's a retired tinkerbell christmas snow globe music box there is one listed for 20 none sold i think you passed it or should have um hey even if i sold it for 20 that's still 15 dollars profit margin there i think sometimes we get a little greedy on this e-commerce uh, world yeah, it's, you know, it, it's, um, it's not big. So it's the shipping on, it's probably going to be, if I, if it was to go priority about 15 bucks. Yeah. But I won't ship it priority. I will ship it FedEx smart post and it'll be about seven bucks. Uh, Lisa K. Hensley, you picked that Disney Tinkerbell water globe because I know you love Disney and you do sell Disney items in more than one of your eBay stores. Now I just noticed that she said water globe. Ah, that's a little, crack the whip, crack the whip. I'm supposed to be, there we go. It's supposed to be a snow globe. Um, Beth Kelly, this is a Tinkerbell Disney Christmas snow globe. I didn't see any listed that were exactly like this one. Since you mentioned about having five eBay stores, you do have a Disney niche. Disney lovers are a unique breed. Ha! And yes, yes they are. And this is a holiday item. I say you picked it. The cost was five bucks, probably about $8 in shipping. This is a Disney and holiday item. You 
may sell it for around 40. Yeah. See these people, they know me. You know why? Because I am over there with my appsters all the time talking and helping solve these problems. I am not an absentee leader. I promise you, I'm in there helping you solve these problems. Judy Beeson, I think Danny passed on this. I think it's a Tinkerbell snow globe. Still get an entry. See, that's the cool thing about this. You can not know what it is. I mean, you can guess wrong whether I picked it or passed it. Well, both work, actually. You get two chances to get in there. Only takes one to win. Myrna Carter. Myrna, I saw you over in the chat, too. Uh, Tinkerbell, Water Globe, didn't really look like they were going well. I believe you passed. I'm so I'm going to give it to her. I'm going to give it, even though it was Snow Globe, I'm going to, I'm going to give you that one because I gave it to Lisa. Kimberly Johnson, first timer. Thanks for uh, joining in the fun, Kimberly. Yay. It looks special because it's Disney, Tinkerbell, Snow Globe, but you passed it because they don't sell for very much. Yeah. So, um. Sometimes you have to look a little further past just the 90 days, too, that eBay gives you. Remember, 90 days were way past Christmas at this point. I bet before Christmas, and I actually didn't go look, but I'm I'm almost assuredly these were selling for over $30, in not, if not closer to $40 before Christmas. Jesse Paris, Tinkerbell Musical Snow Globe sold for $24.95 plus $10 shipping. You picked it. Notice how some of you find different results for that, too eBay is kind of tricky that way. Uh, Deanna Campbell. This is a Tinkerbell snow globe. I think Danny passed. This one seems like it would be worth under $30. Anne-Marie Marciano. Disney Tinkerbell holiday snow globe. I'd say you passed. Marie Rivers. Tinkerbell music box snow globe. I think you passed. Look at you guys. Keith Bowman, Tinkerbell Snow Globe, passed it. Look how even the playing field is, though, this week. Uh, Melinda Theed, it's a Tinkerbell Christmas Snow Globe. I say Danny passed. And Susan Berry, Tinkerbell Music Box Snow Globe, passed it. Only saw one with total price. All right. So see, it's all good. You're in good company if you said I passed it. I, I told you I stumped you this week. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Sometimes I will pick up something and list it just because it fits you know, other things that I have listed that I want to attract customers to. So let's see what we got here. We have Jesse Paris. Jesse Paris is the winner. So be sure you write to me. Let me know. Do you want the mug? Do you want the tote bag? Or do you want the 25 point business review uh, that I now offer as a prize? And that is where I personally go in every piece of your business that is visible and I give you actionable steps you can take to improve things. I give you some stuff that you might want to work on in the future, how to put it all together and be more attractive to your customers and get more people buying your stuff. And so send that to niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com niche to profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. Okay. What have we got this week? Now this one is it's, it's kind of easy for you to guess what this is because, oh, wait, it's written on the box. So if you're on iTunes, you're going to want to come on over and watch the replay and video. Hey, I make it easy, too. In on the in on the Niche to Profit Show Facebook page on the page, I actually post a link that will take you directly to the segment of the show with the clues. So even if you don't want to watch the whole show and video because you listen, you can go over and get the clues. All right. 
The pick gives you the name, but there's more to it than that. More to it than that. Uh, this one will give you the bird. So what I'm looking for there, there's a specific name that they call this bird. And it was five bucks. That was the price. Did I pick it or did I pass it? You can send your entries to niche2profit at vegasvideonetwork.com. All right. I found some interesting information about this one that I will uh, I will share next week. Kind of cool. Kind of cool. All right. Um, hey, save the date. Save the date. Those of you who go to the ASD show here in Vegas, traveling in, those of you who are local, making it real easy for you, those of you who are coming in for the eBay-sponsored event, July 30th, right between the eBay event and ASD, will be the More Fun, Bigger Profits event. It is my gathering of the appsters and where we dig into your business and don't just have speakers on a stage feeding you a bunch of information. What we do is we give you something you can do right there that day to make your business better and hopefully have the kachings going off on your phone before you leave. Um, we are opening registration early next week. So be on the lookout for that. If you are not on my email list, jump over, get on, because those who are on my email list will be the first ones to know. And it, we are limiting, limiting it to 100 attendees this year. Getting a much smaller room. Um, so got to keep it short and sweet. Uh, so appsters, of course, are going to get the first uh, registration notice and be able to get in there as the uh, the first ones to take those spots and then after that we'll open it up to those on my list and then it'll go out on social media and you'll hear about it next thursday on the show after everybody's had their first chance to get in so you want to get on my list you simply go over to niche to success.com niche to success.com and up at the top there just go grab my uh 10 ways ebay is better than amazon that will get you going and getting my weekly newsletter and information like that. So come on over, join the Appsters 30 day free trial with the promo code show 30. Check out what it's all about. Um, we have lots of stuff there to help you grow your business, get on social media, conquer some of those things that are stalling you in your business. And with that guys, go watch the replays. We've got 49 of them now. You can find those everywhere, Roku, Stitcher, Chromecast, iTunes, Google TV, Apple TV, Fire TV, VegasVideoNetwork.com, YouTube on the Danny App channel, and on the Vegas Video Network channel. And with that, go be profitable and make it fun. See you next week. 